We'll be reading from Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Yodia and I entreat Seneca to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are written in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say again, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Therefore, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there, are any, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I was in my second year of seminary pastoring a small rural church in the middle of nowhere, Louisiana. And one night we had a church council meeting where we were discussing something. I can't remember the details. They've been lost in time. It may have been the paint or the color of the carpet, or replacing the pews, or which night we should be having the trunk or treat on. But it was something I remember, and I will remember for the rest of my ministry, as we were sitting there talking about this, sitting around tables and chairs talking about these things, white or beige paint, red or blue carpet, white or brown pews, Saturday or Sunday night trunk or treat, Something, something we were talking about. And one man stood up, a big man, a hulking man, stood up, huge guy. And he walked over to the guy who was leading the meeting, another man. And this guy was sitting down, and he began pointing at him. And he said, let's take this outside. You know what seminary doesn't have a class in? <laughs> Let's take this outside. Because if anybody in rural Louisiana knows what let's take this outside is, what he's saying to him is he's saying, we're about to go outside and I'm about to waylay you. Yet maybe we should because disagreements have been part of communities since there was a community. It's part of our sinful fallenness. We are broken, and so our very relationships are sometimes broken. And so we get, let's take this outside. 
Paul is pleading with the church in Philippi whom he calls his joy and his crown. I love that he tells them that they're his, they're his absolute joy and his crown, this church. He dearly loves these people. Even when they're in disagreement, he dearly loves them. And then Paul singles out two women who are forever in our Bible because of their disagreement. He singles them out. Udai and Senechity. And history tells us it was probably something, there was a squabble going on between these two and the church. And it was probably affecting the rest of the church. Paul urges them in the King James Version to be of the same mind in the Lord. I know a lot of people, and I don't know two people who are of the same mind. If you get seven people in a room, they will have seven different opinions about the way something should happen. Nobody is of the same mind. The message paraphrases Paul even further as begging his sisters in Christ to iron out their differences and make up. God doesn't want his children holding grudges. Apparently the issue between these two has gotten so heated that the rest of the church is being affected by it. His crown jewel, his joy is being affected by this squabble between two members of the congregation. Paul mentions it in a letter and calls them out by name. This is how big this is. Remember, Paul's letters were read to the church. So somebody would have stood in front of the congregation, all the church of Philippi, and would have read this letter to the church, singling out two people in that room. Then Paul not only singles them out, he asks the church to help them fix it. He says, you need to help them get over this. A mutual restoration. The reason Paul is so adamant about restoring relationships is because if there is one thing out of balance in your life, the rest of your life is thrown off. Your entire life is off balance if one thing is out of balance. Think about it. There's no sense of peace in your life if something is wrong. If there is a place where you are struggling, you do not have a sense of peace. If there is a relationship that needs to be mended, a word that needs to be said, it affects everything else in our lives, whether we think it or don't. So it has to be set right before the rest of your life is correct. It has to be set right first before anything else can be of value. Paul gives three actions, three actions that, that bring peace to all areas of your life. Three actions that bring peace. And I'm going to give you these three actions that bring peace, but they're not easy. The first action, Paul says, that brings peace is rejoice in the Lord always 
again, I will say rejoice. If I am busy rejoicing at what God is doing, I don't have time to complain where I feel wrong. Do I? If I'm too busy experiencing joy in what God is doing, I don't have time to complain where I feel wronged. Didn't tell you these actions were easy. A second action to experience peace in all areas of your life, you let your, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. If I am stressing reasonableness, or gentleness, as another translation says, if I am being gentle in my life and reasonable in my life, if I am not overreacting to every single thing that doesn't go my way, I can have peace. Again, these actions are not easy. <laughs> and the third and hardest one that Paul gives is the one where everybody struggles. Everybody, everywhere, I've always, everybody I've ever known struggles in number three. And it's this, do not be anxious in anything. I talk to a ton of people, everybody is anxious about everything. Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The most difficult of Paul's actions is not to be anxious about something, but to give it to God in prayer. The one thing that leads us down bad paths, the driving factor in most of our frustrations today is anxiety. I hear this all the time. From the coach doesn't like my kid, to I'm worried that I'm doing something wrong every single day. It's anxiety over and over again. I'm worried about this. I'm concerned about this. I'm constantly reminding myself of the words of Jesus. So don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. But for some reason, we keep stressing over tomorrow. Do not be anxious about every, anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You see, Paul does something and. Uh, Philippians 4.8, at the end of this passage, he transforms our objectives, which makes these previous actions that seem impossible, he makes them possible even in the worst of circumstances. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Those who wish for God's peace to stay with us, concentrate on the whatevers. Think about the things that are eternal. Dwell on the things that are the best, not the worst. 
Think about the things that are beautiful, not the ugly. Concentrate on the things to offer praise, not to complain. If our goal is God's peace in our lives, then our focus has to be on God's work in our lives. Let me say that again. If our goal is God's peace in our lives every day, then our focus has to be on God's work in our lives every day. There's always going to be a reason for despair. There's always going to be a reason for disagreement. There's always going to be a reason for frustration. There's always going to be a reason for anxiety. There's always going to be the bad. However, God's peace can guard our spirit, is what Paul is saying. If we rejoice, rejoice in what God is doing. Focus on the beautiful, the sacred, the best, those things to praise and give gratitude for. And let go of those things that only bring pain and struggle. Amen.